0: Everybody, thanks so much for joining us. This is Harriet Kamek with Down to Earth, and it's Friday, so it's Fearless Friday, right? It's Fearless Friday, and we're going to talk about a fearless topic. I almost this morning chose to talk about breastfeeding, but I kind of shied away because I didn't want to scare some of you, (laughs) but I almost, because it's trending, right? And I'm probably going to talk about it next week, how some mothers are cutting their baby's tongues in an effort to relieve breastfeeding pain and i'm like seriously like they didn't do that to me and i didn't do that so these new mothers today i don't know they're they want everything kind of pat but i chose instead to talk about equity in energy well it's friday so we want to kind of do a roundup of all the week's activities we had quite a bit to talk about this week we talked about the commutation of sentences yesterday uh, we talked about, uh, failing up on the works for white guys, you know, how that is and so on. But today, <laughs> today we're going to talk about equity and energy and why that happens. And it kind of is going to see you, you're going to see the correlation in just a bit on how it used from our conversation yesterday when we talked about, uh, the state of Oklahoma commuting the sentences of low level offenders, like people who, uh, have, uh, You know, first time, you know, drug offenses, like marijuana possession, not the people who cook mess, but like the people who have marijuana possessions and those who perhaps were first time offenders. It didn't include murder and it didn't include assault because some of those things require that people spend a a little bit more time in understanding the ramifications of their actions is the best Most polite way to put that. As for me, I'm just a member of the public. I'm like, if you kill somebody, you need to be out of here. (laughs) That's just me, right? So we talked about that and how difficult we focused on how difficult it is for people who, having spent some time in the system, to now come forward, right? And you get out and you can't get a job, you can't work, you can't uh, rent an apartment, you can't get certain types of loans incredible so if if you made a mistake and you perhaps were caught with with drugs right and you made a mistake and suddenly you've spent five years in jail and now you are 30 for something you did when you were 25 right and now it's like you're the 30 year old mature person is paying for the stupidity of the 25 year old person right and now you're paying for it, and you've lost your grip on life because you can't get a good job, you can't get a job, you can't get a good job, you can't rent anything, can't buy a car, can't buy a loan, can't can't buy all of that. So they're looking at how much is it costing? What is the cost to our society ultimately? What is the cost to our society? And when you look at this, we refer to these as the social determinants of health. And whether we like it or not, We do have a role to play in the progress of our society. I know a lot of people, especially some people like to think that that's their problem, that's somebody else's problem. It's not my problem, but that's not how it really works in real time. Social scientists will tell you that ultimately we all pay for it one way or another. So as we continue to mass incarcerate larger numbers of people for low level Offenses, things that maybe rehabilitation would work better for, some sort of community accountability options. If, as we continue to just lock people up, lock people up, lock people up, seems to be the mantra, then what we're doing is you're making people helpless. And at first, it seemed to 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 vilify and vilify mostly people of color, but then guess what? A lot of white people are getting caught up in it too. Well that caught the attention of people, of policymakers, because now they realize that some of these are good people who just made a mistake. So you have a wayward teenager who, have you ever met them? I met one once. He was privileged, he grew up privileged, he was white and privileged, he grew up privileged, he probably just had too much weed and he went to jail. And he became a hardened criminal because by the time he came out of jail, he didn't want, he was so angry and so messed up. And I remember telling him that your anger is misplaced. Your anger should be directed at yourself because they did tell you what the consequences of using and walking around with marijuana is. You just chose to work and he didn't want to hear it. I said, sometime in the future, when you have your own come to Jesus moment, then you will realize, but for right now, once he got out of jail, I said, you're even lucky to be out. Some people are spending a lifetime in jail and you're getting out. You got out in five years. And he was like, well, what are my options? I said, well, we need to talk about that. But do you see what I'm saying? So it depends. So now that we recognize that there are other things that, that impact our way of life, right? So now you're looking at energy, the delivery of energy. What is energy? How does that play into it? And what you're seeing now is that you're saying to yourself that you realize there's no equity in energy. Equity means, is it available across the board? And what are, what is the government doing to make sure most of the population has access to the resources of the country? That's an important part of population planning, right? That's an important part of ensuring that most of what makes America successful is that one of the things that makes America uh, a, a good place, the best place to live, is why? Because we try to, America does, make sure most of the resources of the country is available to everyone, right? Who lives within its borders. That's why people are fighting to come here, right? It's not, well, you have to have this much money or you have to be born to this class or you have to be born to this group of people. It's made available. So now the government is looking at across the country with energy needs changing, is energy really available? And who has a stake in it? Every one of us, right? All of us, the citizens and so on. So the Department of Energy is taking strides and going across the country and listening to people and seeing what kind of resources are there that maybe the public doesn't know about. Maybe we need to let everyone know that there are some things that can happen. So I went to a forum on this and I became quite intrigued myself. And I took some notes. I really did take some notes, yeah. <laughs> I took some notes and out uh, of my note taking, I'm going to, because you, you don't believe me when I said I took some notes. Yeah, I did. I wrote some notes down, <laughs> right? Because I was listening, see? I did write some notes down. And it's, the thing is, I usually take my iPad and, you know, take notes. I didn't think this was, I was just going there to hear what they had to say. I didn't think I would be taking notes, but after a while it became necessary for me to, re, you know, to realize that I probably need to take this back to my audience. So let me see what somebody's saying right now. You want to watch me get off? Uh, no, thank you. Please don't do that on this timeline. You do know that the feds come on my timeline, right? Okay, so please don't do that on this that... Thank you, and for the other people who are there as well, and my children are probably watching, but thank you anyway. So when we talk about equity in energy, um, there are some things that I wanted to focus on. So I, I showed you my notes, that I did take notes when I went to this forum, and there are some things that uh, come out of it. So if you were to ask me, What does the government believe that equity in energy is all about and uh, this is the US Department of Energy's website right so you can go to it for yourself Uh, oh God Billy Joel will have a concert in Comerica Park next summer do you know uptown girl is gonna be there anyway so equity in energy is an initiative designed to include and expand the participation of individuals in underserved communities, which includes minorities, native Americans, women, veterans, and formerly incarcerated persons. So it's an initiative designed to include and expand the participation of individuals and in underserved communities. Uh, What it is doing, it is trying to make sure that America's energy remain independent, right? And here's the thing, you want to talk about access? In underserved communities, there's a shortfall in awareness of the opportunities and how to fully participate. And I know most of you are like, really? Well, here's some things that I wanted to bring out of this, because... When we talk about equity in energy, especially for underserved communities who include minorities, veterans, women, uh, and so on, and marginalized communities, communities that often, uh, are not at the top of the urban planning priority list. They're not at the state planning priority list. You have to think about is energy available? What are the opportunities? One of the things I want to focus on is this. I want to focus on workforce development and entrepreneurship. The government has resources available. The problem is that people don't know that and they don't have access. You would be surprised how many people do not know, especially in rural areas and in in communities where you have to pay, having the internet is a premium because of the cost. The cost of having it is prohibited, right? Because Comcast and AT&T do not, and Verizon and so on, do not deliver internet service for free. They're not in the business of subsidizing any of us wanting to have access to the internet. What they are in the business of is making money. Okay? And so what happens is they, they have, what they have done is they make sure that having access to the internet, you find that people in minority communities don't have. I think, is it AT&T? I think Comcast has a program for $10 per month internet if you are on uh, SNAP and if you're on TANF, T-A-N-F, temporary assistance to needy families. Then they'll give you limited access to the internet, give families limited access to the internet. But how many people know that? Does Comcast advertise that? No, because you know what they want? They want you to go sign up for internet at $200 per month. They don't want you to know that if you meet a certain income guideline that you can have access to it. Do you see where I'm coming from? Equity in energy. Similarly, one of the things that I discovered was that uh, the cost for delivering water to a vast majority of the urban population of the country was severely prohibited which means that water boards all over the country were busy turning water off to people who could barely pay their bills. So my question was, well, why is water affordability an issue? Why, why is water expensive? And of course, the usual answers are labor, right? It's expensive labor. And I'm looking at them like uh, chemicals to treat the water and energy that pumps the water. So I'm like, so you can't, how many people are using water? You still can't deliver water at a rate that is equitable for everyone? Do you see what I'm talking about? Who are the people making these decisions? So they're not looking at marginalized communities. They're looking at their big fat paychecks that they get as a bureaucrat every two weeks or on the 15th or the 31st. And they're looking at that and sucks to be anybody else who is not part of their, who doesn't conform to that. So marginalized communities continue to be marginalized, even as the society is fast-paced and we live in a postmodern world where everything is so fast. Think about it. We are in a postmodern world because you don't need TV to deliver your news. It comes to you through an app on your phone anytime, wherever. You don't need to tune into 98.7. FM to hear me because <laughs> you can hear me on demand, right? You can just go to Apple podcasts or Google podcasts, or you can go to, uh, to, to to Spotify and you can hear me on demand. Such is the nature of the world that we live in. So cable TV is not an option, right? now. I have it running in the background, probably on a local channel, right? Just to provide some sort of background, right? And what do you have going on? Nothing, right? What, what you have going on is, is, Thank is, you for is using nothing, block talk right? Radio. What Goodbye. you have going on is simply TV. So now I have streaming service, Hulu, Amazon. There are a plethora of streaming services, but who has access? Does majority of your population have access? Does majority of your population have access to energy, to the power that powers up the heat in their homes right now? It's cold like ice in Michigan. Thank God we have heat because we have power. Do you see what I'm saying? You have power in your cars. How many people have access to power? How many people have access to energy and the tools and resources that deliver energy? We forget sometimes about people in marginalized communities. We forget about retired folks, right? who are on a limited budget, and for whom uh, spending money on, on, on something else. They get $1,200 a month, and out of that, $200 goes to your light bill. Another $130 for water? They live alone. They probably do laundry once a month or once every three weeks. Why are they paying $130 for water? Do you see what I mean? Do you, you see veterans who have returned home, and right? And who might be suffering from PTSD? who have challenges anyway, and still can't find work now that they're home. Yeah, that's one of the craziest things I've never understood. How do you serve your country in war or go overseas and serve your country? And then you come back and the country acts like, well, there you are and just kind of leave you like that, right? And yet while they were overseas, we could go to bed every night and sleep knowing that somebody is fighting to make sure nothing happens here. You see what I mean? So there has to be some form of equity in the delivery of energy. Well, a couple of initiatives that they have taken on that I admire, that I think is gonna help us, one of them is workforce development. And one component of that, that I told you was skewing into the conversation we had yesterday is employing formerly incarcerated persons, especially some of those people who perhaps have low level offenses. You know, people who made a mistake and what got caught with some weed or expired tax. We talked about that in depth yesterday, that people might be driving around without a driver's license, or they might be driving around on an expired tag. And after the third time it becomes a criminal offense. It's so easy for something so minor to become a criminal offense. It's amazing. And this happens particularly to communities of color, right? and so we want to talk about for instance how uh how uh these things work and we want to talk about how uh they 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 work and and how how do we get to these things and uh someone important is calling me and i can't take it because i can't talk on, on air but uh so we want to talk about how can we, how can we do this? How can we talk about this? How can we ensure and develop and make sure that a vast majority of the population has access to resources like energy, especially energy that is available to all see in America. We never put a premium on energy because we thought that it should be available for everyone in the population. In other places, especially in some other countries, one beginning with the R that I won't name, they don't believe that. It is not, the resources of the country are not generally available to everyone else. So they keep most of their population impoverished. In America, that's not the case. But what is happening is that there is a widening gap between the people who can have access to it and the people who don't. And what we are trying to do, what the government seeks to do is to narrow that so that we don't marginalize people unnecessarily or unfairly. Do you see? Because it's good for all. It's just our philosophy. It's just the way that we choose to live, right? So workforce development. I learned, for instance, that down in Texas, there are energy sites where they're developing new ways, discovering new ways of energy, where truck drivers are being paid $150,000 a year to drive some of these new waves of energy, go to the department of energy and go look it up on the department of energy sites and look up formerly incarcerated persons. Well, what they found was that in trying to employ people who would want to drive a truck filled with stuff, what they found is that a lot of people who are formerly incarcerated can't have what identification. So then they had to go and find a way to make sure that when people come out of jail, if it's a low-level offense, they can actually get a driver's license or a state identification that they can use to go look for a job. But they specifically target formerly incarcerated persons because that's a, they don't require for what they're doing, they don't require a background check. You see what I'm saying? So they don't it's not a security risk. That's important, right? And then in another part of it was entrepreneurship. What about people who want to be entrepreneurs, people who think they have a better way of delivering energy? Like we heard from a guy who said something like, I have a way of capturing water that if we contain the water, we can treat the water and store the water in such a way that it, you know, without using a dam and keeping it stored and contained. That's entrepreneurship. We were all like, okay, tell us something new, right? But the other part of it too, is that there are a lot of jobs in the energy sector that are not being taken advantage of by Americans because we're not paying attention to science, technology, engineering, and math. We took those subjects out of the public school curriculum. We didn't think science was important. Politicians took the money out so they could go focus on their pet projects. And now you have a whole generation of people who are like, duh, and what? They don't know what we're talking about. So the people who America is hiring to do those jobs are not American nationals. So now it poses a security risk for the country because you're putting people in highly specialized and technical fields that you doubt the veracity of their loyalty to the homeland. Are you seeing what I'm saying? But what about in marginalized communities where the delivery of water as a natural resource and energy, you know, we talk about power. What about those areas? How do you do that? Right? How do you deliver that? We got to talk about this because there are resources available. It it constantly amazes me every time I see a need or a lack somewhere. And then I have to remember that there is an answer for that, that you can find the government does think ahead. It's we who don't know. And for people who don't know, for instance, if the people in Flint had not spoken up, you would have never known that there was a problem. You would have never known that there is a fix. You would have never known that around the country, that what happened in Flint, has spurred other parts of the country to look at their water treatment systems. So now we're discovering that maybe it's not as comfortable as we thought it was. You see what I mean? So, so now we have to focus on what it is that is equity. Let's just be clear here. Too many of our population, too many people in our population are getting sick and dying of preventable illnesses. And sometimes people are perishing because they truly don't know. I would have never thought that outside of STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math, that there could be job opportunities in energy. There are, there are tons of them. But would you know, does the general population know? The government doesn't really think it is its purview for it to go educate the citizens on the resources that it has. The government thinks, hey, how are you doing? The government thinks that it's up to you. If you want to know, go look it up. How badly do you want to know, right? So the government, thank you. The government doesn't think that that's its responsibility to tell us what it's doing or how it's doing or what opportunities are available. The government thinks that, go find it yourself. But there are opportunities. How do it, the the thing that I most want to see, somebody is saying something over here on YouTube, Uh, no foreigners in American college, build the wall for illegals and send them back. That's all good and great, but a lot of the illegals whom you refer to as illegals, they're doing the work that you and I won't do. They're working as cooks and they're working as gardeners. They, they, they do, uh, would you go on the freeway to go plant flowers? Would your brother do it? I know my brothers aren't doing that. I know my male relatives are, are working where they work. They're not gonna do that. So who is gonna do some of that work? That's our problem. So you can build a wall and keep people out, but then you're gonna have whole sectors of your society shutting down because you can't find anybody, your own citizens don't want to do it <laughs> right uh, illegal is illegal find a way to get people to do it that's not the answer that you're, you still have the problem the problem hasn't been solved right now most restaurants have you been out to eat lately most restaurants that you go out to the wait times are very long because the people who used to cook more efficiently and wash the dishes and so on whom you refer to as illegals, they're not there anymore because white and black Americans—they're not going for those jobs. They're like, "Who are you talking to? I'm not doing any menial jobs." So illegals were doing the menial jobs that we don't want to do. Think about that. And this has always been. Now that is not to say that people should—you should encourage people to come here illegally. That is not it. But pinpointing at a group of people is also not the answer. That's, pill- that's vilifying people and pillaring on people when actually they've been working as farmers down on some of the farms in, 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 in the country. So let's be clear about that. Uh, how many Americans do you know are going to work on farms? Point me in that direction. I know people right now who are running restaurant chains who would love to have people come into work. They can't find people who are servers or cooks or busboys. So help them solve that problem. I like solutions. So if you're gonna if you're gonna say this is the problem, then find me the solution to the problem. Right? You can build a wall. Yeah, we should have had a wall. Because everywhere you go in Europe, there is a wall. So you should have had a wall. There should have been a wall. But you still have a problem with finding people who will want to work, right? Supply and demand is the American way. No, honey. Supply and demand is not the American way. America did not invent economics. Adam Smith was not American. Guy who wrote the theory on economics. Supply and demand is not the American way. America did not invent that. We capitalized on it right? When you say stuff like that, what you're doing is further marginalizing even your own citizens, even your own people who are born here, right? So we got to think about, you might be sitting at home and you will have access to the internet that you can afford to pay for. Or you have power running through your house and you never have to work. There are people in America right now, not just in rural, not just in urban America, but in rural America, who don't have such options, right? Do you see what I'm saying? So we need to look at the delivery of energy and say to ourselves, well, what on earth is going on? Why has this suddenly become a problem? Did this always exist, but we never paid attention to it? That was something that I thought of. No, what has happened is that over time, we're advancing. And as we advance, we begin to take a look that It seems like we're moving so fast that a whole group of us are actually moving so fast, so much faster, and a whole other group of people are being left behind. And that is never a comfortable place to be, right? So there are opportunities that are available. They're looking at things as access. Well, what is access? Does everyone have access to clean air, clean water, and energy? If you're going to rural America, has anybody been into the cornfields lately? I did just about a few weeks ago, right? And you, you have to look at, well, what is going on? You, You know, you're going to these places and there are no young people in some of these places because there are no jobs for young people. Young people grow up, they go to college and they never come back. There are no jobs, the jobs that are available. They don't want to work that they don't want to be farmers. They want to go in the big city and live the good life and you know, whatever that looks like on TV or translates to, 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 right. So the so there's this movement. I think eventually when you look at population, the coastal areas and the urban areas are just going to be overcome and overrun with people and the interior of the country will be left for me and you, right? So me and you are going to have lots of farmland. Uh, if they can't find work, they'll have to raise pay. Not necessarily. I mean, uh, raising the wage is just one part of the issue, but where's is the money gonna come from? We're not taxing rich corporations. That is the inequity. If, if, if corporations were paying the taxes that they should, we wouldn't have any, any problems, but then that would make us a utopian society, I guess, right? That is a big part of the problem. Large corporations don't pay taxes at all. Amazon, the behemoth that it is, does not pay corporate taxes. Did you know that the NFL does not pay taxes? Most of the teams of the NFL are a nonprofit. They don't pay taxes. Have you thought about that? If, if, if every one of us was paying taxes, we wouldn't have any problems. We wouldn't have aging infrastructure. That is a barrier to delivering energy to marginalized communities. We wouldn't have prison for profit systems that marginalize people and criminalize behavior because people can't afford to what you're seeing now is that you're seeing the left...